My name is Sheriff Rowdy, and I started my day in 1879 in the Dakotas, but this little lady says I am now in 1944 France. She's being chased by these men named Nazis. It's like they got the devil. Well, she needs a good partner, and I'm not one to leave someone to fight evil alone. Get the rip-roaring adventure of Cowboys vs. Nazis at MythMart.com or Amazon. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry Hey everybody and welcome to episode 131 of Lupa's Bits I am your scaredy cat host tonight (laughs) My live studio audience is with me tonight. Yes, I said Scaredy Cat. We're going to get into that in a minute. But first, um, I actually have housekeeping this week. Why do I have housekeeping this week? Because I remembered to ask my live studio audience. My live studio audience remembered to cut and paste it from MythBits. And my live studio audience is actually in attendance this week. So he was absent last week. And I can bet you dimes to donuts he hasn't listened to my episode from last week yet either. See, if he's not in attendance, he doesn't listen to them. I know. Sad, right? (laughs) He knows I'm teasing. He doesn't listen to them, but he knows I'm teasing. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Uh, Housekeeping. Right. Darth McPuff. All right, let's try that again. Um, you know, when you're walking and you, you go to walk across the street, you go to step up onto the sidewalk and you your feet trip over the curb while well, my tongue just tripped over the proverbial audio curb. Oh, that was good. <laughs> can't believe like I, my brain just came up with that. Like, you have no idea. It is 1225 a.m. on Thursday morning. So uh, it's a little late and it's a little late in the week to be podcasting i'm a little freaked out so to come up with an analogy like that this at this time with this frame of mind you will appreciate it anyway housekeeping dark myth publications i didn't trip that time is gearing up for its double release next month first will be me um stephanie j birdie that's me penance you know the story you've been reading along in the world of myth and all of a sudden just stopped well now you'll be able to find out what's happening uh we'll hit the no 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 you need to go back and look no where's my book hold on we're having a difference of opinion where is my Planner. And he's got his out too. Alright. Nuh uh. 
Nuh-uh, mine says the 11th. We moved mine to the 11th. What day did we stick Roberts in? It wouldn't be the 7th, you bonehead. That's a Friday. You say July 7th. That is a Friday. It's July 11th. That's no, don't you stick your finger up and tell me, wait a minute. I'm looking at it right there. July 7th is a Friday. I know this because my niece was born on the 4th of July. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a big typo. That just went out on MythBits. Thanks, dude. <laughs> you need to like read what you're typing. Anyway, as I was saying, my book is coming out the 11th of July. Uh, and Robert Piatone, we decided on the 18th of July. <gasps> What was that? <laughs> Sorry for the dramatic pause. Um, I don't know what moved. Um, I'm pretty sure the mic picked it up. Um, anyway. Carrying on, uh, second place winner of last year's Open Contract Challenge, Robert Piatone, will come out with his ebook, Last Horror Hero, on the 18th of July. Uh, number three, a one-year. Oh, this is a, this is the exciting. Um, wait a minute. When did you give these to Tim? Tuesday? Tuesday or today? Not today. This week. Today? today. I said today. You said no. No. It's on, it, it's on here. I said today. You said no. So then I said Tuesday. Anyway, a one-year agreement. This is very exciting. Um, a one-year agreement has been reached to add the JSO Modcast podcast network to SiriusXM Radio and Pandora Radio under their podcast library. You can find all your favorite shows like The World of Misfits, Pastrami Nation, my Public Life is an American Nerd, Lupus Bits, that's me, and Mythmaster Beyond. Yay! I am so excited. I even did a TikTok about it. Had to do it twice, though, because I don't know why. I don't know what was in my brain, and I don't even like the band, but I kept calling it Paramore. I'm not, I, I don't ask. Don't ask. So anyway, yes, we will be on Sirius XM and Pandora. All right, number four, Dark Myth Comics 
is moving to its next distribution plan step as the website was created. And okay, I did read that right. I, I'm trying to figure out what the heck are you talking about? Because I'm so used to saying Dark Myth Publications that I hit Dark Myth and didn't, you know, pay attention to the next word I said. Dark Myth Comics is moving to its next distribution plan step as the website was created and will go live for the public on September 1st, 2023. And let me tell you, you guys are going to be amazed at the quality of our comics. The content is hilarious. Um, at least one of the comics, the content is hilarious. Um, most of them, if not all of them, are 18 plus. Not suitable for children. These are adult comic books. These are for the... What are you looking at me like that for? Well, no, not just American Smash. I said most, if not all. I did not say all. American Smash is what, 13? Okay, so um, that... Mature teenager lets out any teenager I've ever met. They have to be over the age of 16, 16 and up, to read these comics. Um, they're not for children, which is what I said, if you were paying attention. They're not for children, not for little kids. These aren't your Archies and your Cracked or Mad Magazine kind of comics. Although, <laughs> as an adult, looking back at some of the things in Mad Magazine, <laughs> they weren't for kids either. But as a kid, you don't get half the adult jokes. Anyway, higher learning, definitely not for children. Not even remotely for children. Not in any way, shape, or form. Um... It's getting dark in here. Alexa, turn on lamp. Okay, there we go. It's a little brighter. I somehow have a feeling I might be sleeping with every light on in my apartment tonight. Just, you know. Okay. Um, and that'll all be taking place on September 1st, 2023. The semifinals of the Open Contract Challenge close July 7th, 2023. Bet you that's where you got the 7th from. Um, please have all your synopsis turned in. May God be with you. I hate synopsises. I hate writing them. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Let me tell you, my live studio audience is on a roll tonight. He, I don't know, he took his smart-ass pills this morning or something. I don't know, drank caffeine after four. I don't know. Oh, I know what it is. You just watched wrestling. Don't do that. That, yeah, well, not the way you moved back and looked like you were grabbing. What the? <laughs> no, Alexa, turn on living room light. Alexa, turn on living room light. Okay. Alexa, turn on lamp. Okay. Alexa, turn on bedroom light. Okay. All right. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> now my live studio audience has the uh, small wild preteen flying around in the background. <laughs> oh, she's killing me. Oh, I cannot tell you people how much I miss those girls, especially that one. I really, really miss my Zoe. I really do. I can't wait to see them. And it's only, let's see, July, August, September, October, no, five months to the day, pretty much. Almost five months to the day. And Zoe and I already have a date planned when I get there because Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie, comes out the end of October. So we're going to go see it. But we did both agree that we have to bring dad with us for the scary parts. And to buy the popcorn. And the movie tickets. <laughs> and to drive. <laughs> so, you know, he's needed. But it'll be a girl's day at the movies. And Dave. <laughs> anyway. Um, number six. The board of directors met last week and agreed to make David K. Montoya a co-publisher of the company and discussed how the company is growing and becoming more assertive. We are going places, people. You have no idea. You will eventually, but right now you have... Ah! Okay, that just scared me. Uh, you can hear it in the background. What is happening is I was in the process of uploading... A TikTok that was supposed to be uploaded earlier today announcing our big Sirius XM um, thing happening. It's finally uploaded. Yay. Um, weird things have been happening on TikTok the last couple of days. Anyway, let's get through these uh, housekeeping, okay? See, this is why I never have housekeeping. Because it takes me 15 minutes just to get through them. Because <laughs> I... I I make a running commentary on everything. I'm, I'm surprised that I haven't driven my boyfriend crazy because I have a running commentary literally on everything. And no, that's not beer. That's actually just water. All right, number seven. Remember to send in a submission for the next issue of the World of Myth magazine every by the 15th of every month. So, we are now accepting submissions for November? November, yeah. November, up till the 15th of July. Anything after the 15th of July to the 15th of August, that will be December. So, um, if you have any last minute, I know it's been confusing. So, pretty much up till... Um, we get back into the swing of things and we get back into um, publishing regularly again, but like in September. Um, if you have things for October, send them. If you have things for November, send them. If you have things for December, send them. I will accept things past the due date. Uh, just because right now it's very confusing for people to try and line up their months and like, okay, where are you and what month are we accepting for now? Um, and I want to make sure that we have enough for each. I mean, we always have enough for each issue, but I want to make sure that the people that have their Halloween stories for October get them in for October. 
So if they send them in in July, if they send them in in August, fine. Just make sure, excuse me, in the subject line of your submission, you put in what month you are submitting for. That helps me keep things straight. Okay, so that, I do believe, is it for housekeeping. Holy crap. Yep, 15 minutes and 9 seconds. That's what it took me to get through housekeeping. Okay, so now I can get this out of my way. And uh, you can probably tell by the sound of my voice. Uh, it's a little raspy. And uh, that's because I woke up this morning to the smell of melting plastic and campfire and wood smoke. It was awful. Um, I'm still very congested. Um, I didn't get dressed right away because just getting up, I stayed in bed actually until almost one o'clock in the afternoon between the two fans. I got up and I closed my windows. I closed my bedroom window and I just laid in front of the two fans uh, just to be able to breathe. Um, the air pollution, the air quality was very, very poor today. We had a high pollution warning, which for people with lung problems and heart issues like I have, it makes it very difficult for us to breathe normally. And right now in Ontario, and yes, I understand that the smoke is affecting a lot of people in the U.S., and, you know, I'm terribly sorry for that, but, <sighs> you know what, I'm just going to say it. If you're an American and, and you're struggling and you're suffering through the smoke, don't complain to a Canadian. You can commiserate. You can tell a Canadian, you know what, I know what you're going through. We've got it down here, not as bad, but, you know, my sympathies, I, I feel your pain. But don't try and out-choke a Canadian on the smoke that you might be experiencing that has wafted down through a few states, a couple of provinces. Um, don't try and complain to a Canadian that's sitting practically in the middle of it. Because you're not going to get much sympathy. You're pretty much going to be told if you want sympathy, it's between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. You're not getting it here. So right now, as of today, okay, you're going to hear some yelling in the background outside. You're going to hear um, a gas-powered something outside. Uh, the road crews are doing work outside, and they're they're marking the lines on the road for parking and whatever because... You know, they have to do it at night. Um, okay, so Burlington had some of the worst air quality um, today. Ooh, A&W root beer. Yes, please. Um, <clears throat> Burlington had some of the worst air quality today. And I am probably I'm about two hours and out. Ice cream? somebody's making an ice cream float, root beer float. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted with ice cream and root beer, um, Burlington had some of the worst air quality. 
but they're also a city, so they are also battling smog. It's summer. It happens. Um, I'm going to yell out the window at those guys in a minute and say, hey, yo, keep it down. I'm working here. <laughs> okay, so in Ontario, um, there are currently 16 active wildland fires in the northeast region. Of those, four are not under control. Four are being held, which means that they have created a perimeter around the fire and they're basically letting the fire just burn. And four or seven are under control and one is being observed, which means it's a little fire. It's doing its thing and they're just kind of watching it uh, to see if it just burns itself up. They're not doing anything active to control it. There have been no new fires confirmed today in the region. Now, all the smoke in Ontario is actually coming from northeastern Ontario and Quebec. Um, Quebec has some pretty big fires happening over there. They have, let me see here. Nope, I'll come back with a Q. Um, okay, so La Belle sur Cavilla evacuations were underway there and in parts of Senator and Val d'Or. Um, I don't know, that's a really long French word that I'm not gonna, it's I think it's actually native. Um, northern Quebec, there are more than 430 vulnerable people in Maurice community of o Obejuan, where they've also evacuated as precautionary measures. There are um, well, it says there are no active fires in Quebec City. See, Quebec doesn't care about anything other than Quebec City, which is the um, main city of that province. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. There are 73 active fires in the province of Quebec, which, as you all know, is the province that never ends. But if half of it burns down, it might actually get shorter. Just saying. Uh, 26 are out of control and 27 are high priority. So all of the smoke that we're experiencing in southern Ontario is coming from northeastern Ontario and Quebec. And then it's filtering down through New York and into Wisconsin and other states. So, yeah, um, it sucks to be here. It. I woke up this morning and it was very hazy. And I thought, oh, it's, it's cloudy out. I looked out the window and I could see the reflection of the sun on the vehicles outside. And I could see shadows on the ground from the sun. And I'm looking at the sky going, but that's clouds. And then I realized that those aren't clouds. That is actually the haze from the smoke. And the sun is out. It would have been a beautifully clear day if it were not for the smoke. So. What was I saying? I'm sorry, my lifestyle. Wow. <laughs> I completely lost the ability to speak. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, 
I can be very professional except when it comes to my boyfriend and his ability to eat ice cream out of a cup. <laughs> okay. Anyway, where was I? Um, yeah. Hot. Yeah. It, well, it was not very hot today. It is right now. It's getting warmer, but I have all my windows closed. So, uh, to keep the smoke out so that I can breathe. Uh, but that is where this deep, um, scratchy, raspy kind of voice is coming from today. So, and why I am drinking lots of water. Because my throat hurts, my eyes are burning, uh, my lungs are, are wheezy. I was hearing this noise earlier. I was <laughs> sitting here and I was watching TV and I was hearing this noise. I'm like, what is that whistling? Where is that coming from? And it took me a minute to realize that it was actually coming from me. <laughs> it was my lungs. I'm like, oh, that's not good. All right. So, yeah, we're not going outside until um, it clears up a little bit out there. I do have to uh, leave my house on Friday. Uh, I have a doctor's appointment at 1220, I think. I'm just getting blood work done. So, and it's only a new market. So I can basically go from my car, like from my apartment to my car, get in my car, turn the air on, go to Newmarket, which is 25 minutes away, um, go from my car into an air-conditioned with a HEPA filter because it's a life lab uh, building, get my blood work done, get back into my car, drive home, and come into the apartment. Um, and that's on Friday, which is, yeah. So I don't, Thursday, I'm hoping, no, yeah, Friday, I'm hoping that um, it is a little better for breathing because I do actually, I'm down to scraps now for groceries. <laughs> it's the end of the month. So I actually have to go grocery shopping on the 30th when my, um, when I get paid. So <laughs> yeah, it better be a little better. Or I'm going to be, I'll be wearing a mask again because that's what they are advising. If it's really bad outside, wear a mask outside. Um, and if it's really bad in your house and you have, do not have the capabilities of turning your furnace on. Now, I know that sounds really weird. Turning your furnace on in the summer is not going to be hot. No, you turn it on to fan. And what it does is it circulates the air in your house through the filter in your furnace and blows it back out through the vents, which if your furnace is in the basement, will cool your house. And B, filters the air that it's putting back into your house. So you're getting filtered air. Now, if you don't have air conditioning, it may get, it's going to get hot in the house. There's, that's just because your windows are closed. It's a closed up space. It's summer. It's sunny. It's going to get hot. So, you know, you may want to have some fans kicking around if you're having breathing difficulties and you need to close your windows. Um, my mom who has COPD, if it gets bad where she is now, they're lucky because they are right on the, the shores of Georgian Bay. So it doesn't generally, I mean, and they're downhill, literally like down a big hill. They generally don't get uh, a lot of the effects of the smoke in the air because it kind of goes over top of where they are. <laughs> they live in a gully. It doesn't really, they don't really get much of, the, of it down there. And like I said, they're right on the shores of Georgian Bay. So they have a lot of that wind coming in from the water, pushing it back. 
um, where I am, I mean, we have this like funnel effect that it kind of funnels down in between like Simcoe and um, uh, uh, Kempenfeld Bay. And it's, it's kind of like this funnel. Yeah. So we get a lot of it. And where the side that I decide I'm on the bottom part of Lake Simcoe, I'm on the south end of Lake Simcoe. So the wind actually kind of blows that way anyway. So it blows everything into shore into us. So she, they actually do a lot better with it where they are because they're farther east, no, west, west, west. I don't know. They're that way. <laughs> they're farther and they're north. They're more north than I am. So, um, she she has COPD, so if, if it were to get bad, my brother would move her into the house and close up the windows and turn the AC on so that she could breathe because she lives in a tin can. Literally a tin can on wheels. Hers, you can move around, tow it around. I mean, the one I lived in, you could too, but the tires were flat, so it really wasn't going anywhere. But yeah, hers, we take down to Florida every November and bring it back in May. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, I have cardiomyopathy, which can cross over and has crossed over into congestive heart failure. And then we've managed to get it under control. So I've crossed back out of congestive heart failure, which a lot of people don't seem to realize. You can go back and forth in between congestive heart failure and not being in congestive heart failure. It's kind of like being in remission where your heart is doing really well. Your lungs are not filling up with fluid which is now the experience of your lungs filling up with fluid from congestive heart failure is an entirely different experience than having your lungs fill up with fluid from an asthma attack. It feels different. They both feel like you're drowning in your own fluids, but it's a different kind of drowning, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, so... For me, as long as I kind of stay inside, I do low impact activity and I stay hydrated. I take my medications and I don't go out and, you know, run around the block sucking that stuff in because that kind of air, the particles in the particulates in the air from the smoke, like you may think, oh, it's just a smell. It's just a, a like this air cloud that is colored and smells like wood smoke. No, there are particulates in that air. There are, are chunks. <laughs> it's, it's chunky air. And it's very unhealthy for even a healthy person to be breathing that in. So, yeah, I'm hoping it's better. Anyway, um, I, 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 Really didn't have a whole lot planned for tonight. And then tonight kind of planned itself. I was just kind of going to talk about some things that were happening in the... Um, I don't even know. I don't, I don't want to call it a war because it's not. It's not a war. Um, I don't want to call it a battle. I just... It's more of a... A disagreement, I guess you would say, um, between, and it's not even a disagreement. It's more of, of a, uh, 
a disgruntlement. I don't, I don't even know what to call it. The whole um, LGBTQ, that whole thing. There's a lot going on right now. Um, not just the whole uh, labeling issue between the transgendered and women. But it's Pride Month, so there is a lot of conflict right now, um, and a lot of the conflict is actually between the lesbian and gay community and Pride events. They have kind of separated themselves from Pride events because to make a point, Pride, a pride parade is no longer about celebrating who you are and, you know, being proud and being able to be out in the public and, and you know, celebrating your equality. They've turned it into something far more, um, one of the people that I follow I'm going to quote them. I'm not going to use their name. Um, they are a member of the LGBTQ community. They are gay. And he called it um, a disgusting display of overt sexuality. Um, pride parades now have turned into this um, naked there was a group of people in a public fountain at a gay pride, um, at a pride event. And they were all in this public fountain. They were in the water, they were cooling off. And a lot of them were naked. And there were children running around. That is where I have the problem. Now, in the um, spiritual path that I followed, I'm kind of on my own path at the moment now, but within the community, we raised our children to be comfortable in their bodies, to um, be proud of their bodies. But we did not take our young children down to the drum circle fire at night where there was going to be naked people dancing. Even though the nudity was a spiritual experience in that concept, in that sacred space, that was not a place for children. They did not need to be seen. They know what body parts males have, what body parts females have. They know that your body is your body and nobody has the right to those parts of the body. They also know that there is nothing to be ashamed of about your body, whether you're a big girl or a small girl or a tall girl or a short girl or a flat girl or a not flat girl. Be happy and we, we teach our children to be comfortable in the skin they're in, but we don't take them down to where there we know there's going to be nudity and expose them to that. 
certainly not outside of their family unit. And for children to be running around at a pride event while there are naked people frolicking in a public fountain is just wrong. Now, I can guarantee you, if they had have been straight and they had have been regular children, well, not regular children, but if they had have been straight adult people, they would have been arrested in a heartbeat. But because it was a pride event, it was a very slippery slope, a very tenacious, what do we do situation. If we arrest them, then we're homophobic, we're bigoted, we are attacking the gay community. And yet there's children present. And friends of mine were actually, um, and they're outraged that this happened. And I'm sorry, but what did you expect? Really? Friends of mine were at Toronto Pride and they were filming live. Now, first of all, they didn't have permission to film live. They were doing it on their phone and they were doing a live show on TikTok. There are community guidelines on TikTok, okay? No nudity, no overtly sexual content, no swearing. Um, we have been doing a live playing family game night and our live was reported and we were shut down for one of the games we happened to be playing. Now, mind you, it was Jay and Silent Bob's, you know, big, you know, rather, I, I have no words for the game. It was hilarious. We were having a really good time. But anyway, we got shut down for that. Now, what do you expect is going to happen if you are broadcasting live? doing live video at a gay parade 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 wow oh <laughs> my tongue just decided that's it we're done we're not pronouncing words anymore um at a gay pride parade especially in today's climate of we need to be seen and and making a point there is going to be overt sexual content there is going to be blatant nudity and again they were showing the parade they were showing the crowd um they didn't have permission so i could see somebody complaining and saying hey you know you are you could be outing people who are not out of the closet and who are hoping to kind of blend in at the pride parade because they know their heterosexual um, workmates aren't going to be there or their family isn't going to be there. They're not expecting to show up on a TikTok. But what happened was a man walked across the view of the camera and now my friend didn't know if they were wearing a banana hammock um, what they had on the front, because you could only see him from the back, but from the back, he was literally butt-ass naked. The butt was naked. That is nudity, according to community guidelines on TikTok. Somebody reported it, and the live was taken down, and they have been suspended from do going live for two weeks. They are outraged. 
by this. And they're trying to build up their other account so that they can go live and do all of these wonderful workshops that they said they had planned and bring you the Canada Day Parade and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but they're outraged that they were they were shut down and they've been slapped with a punishment. What did you expect was going to happen? You see people all the time on TikTok getting shut down for community guideline violations. And a lot of them are bogus, okay? This was a legit community guideline violation. I mean, yeah, you turned the camera away, but you still caught the bare ass on a live feed. You're not allowed to show nudity, period. What did you think you were going to see at a pride parade? A lot of them walk around in G-strings with their butts hanging out. The women, at best, have pasties. Now, it's not like um, Caravana. Caravana, um, no, that you can't even, don't even bring a camera and try and live a Caravana. I will tell you now, you will pretty much breach every um, TikTok community guideline that they have. But, I mean, come on. It doesn't take half a brain to realize that filming and, and deciding to do a live show from a gay pride parade in today's political climate is not going to be some sort of community guideline violation. So, yeah, I mean, I feel for them that they can't do their workshops and they can't do their their lives and they can't beg for money because they need to pay for bills. Yeah, they've done that too. But I'm sorry if you put yourself in a situation where you know that that's going to be a problem and that's going to be a thing, then you can't bitch and complain about it when it happens because you knew going in that that was going to happen. Right now, the LGBT community and the heterosexual community and the right wing and the left wing, they're all fighting. And they're all, they're, it's a lot of tension. So there are going to be those at a pride parade that are going to be over the top overt, over the top sexuality. And there are going to be heterosexuals at the same parade that are going to be over the top bigoted. So trying to film that and expecting that you're not going to get any of that is very, either very, very stupid or very, very naive. Because it's going to happen. Um... So, yeah, I don't really feel sorry for them at all. I don't. You broke the guidelines. You got shut down. Now take your punishment. It's two weeks. You'll live. Um, you want to grow your other account? Go to grow parties. 
That's what they're there for. Grow your account, go live, do your thing. But tread softly because now that somebody has targeted you, they are going to be watching you like a hawk. Um, when we got shut down, we got shut down again to the point where we had to use um, an alternative account, my account, in order to go live. And we didn't get shut down on my account. We got shut down on her account because her account was being watched. Mine was not. Holy crap, the screen just went dark. So anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know what they were expecting. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. But, um, yeah, I actually, I was going to talk about all that tonight. Um, and like the latest, and I can't even remember now what it was I was going to talk about. Because I've been dealing with something for a while now. Um, and I've kind of been dealing with it quietly. And I got called, <laughs> I got called out, was it yesterday? Two days ago? Um, yeah, I got called out and I had to admit that, yes, um, it's kind of been funky for a little bit, but I've been doing my thing and thought I could handle it. And I, I was told, yeah, don't be cocky, dumbass. Um, and I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonight I actually told her to shut up. Because <laughs> she reminded me of what happens when you tend to just ignore these kinds of things and um, just let them be and pretend they don't exist. They get more and more and more um, blatant. So y'all know, go back and listen to I've Got a Friend or I Brought Home a Friend. It's something like that. I can't remember the exact title. Situation happened in Stony Creek and I have this thread of um, attachment to a very negative earth entity. Um, what the person who helped cut the tie as best they could was able to find out about this entity was that it was very, very old. Um, Native Americans don't even actually have a name for it. It is that old. It's just always been there. And I am um, one of very few that it chooses to ride like a horse. Like, oh, yay. <laughs> awesome. Great. And then when I did go for the help back then, I got the big, long, you're a medium, you're a conduit, you're an idiot. <laughs> What did you think was going to happen? Kind of like going live at a pride parade. What did I think was going to happen? Um, so I have been super careful since then. I don't open myself up to a lot of things. I don't do a lot of the um, beyond the veil work that I used to do. I don't channel very much anymore. Um and I certainly haven't been paranormal investigating <laughs> since then. Uh, my mom wanted to go to all these haunted places in Florida. And this was last year. And I finally broke down and I told her what had happened and um, played some of the, the uh, TikToks that I did during that time. And 
Um, and I still look at those TikToks and I don't see it, but my friend saw it and she saw it right away. As soon as like as the TikTok came across her for you page, she was on the phone with me going, what's the matter? What's going on? You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And when my mom looked at them too, she's like, you look weird. <laughs> you don't look right. And you don't sound right. And my mom would know. My mom's known me for, I don't know, 51 years give or take, <laughs> you know, I think she'd know. Um, so when I explained it to her now, my mom is a born again Christian and she is very devout. She, there's pretty much a Bible in everywhere she sits in her trailer and there's three in her bedroom. Um, she's got her study Bible. That's got all of her slips of paper and her notes and highlighted passages. It's in this little zippered, white leather thingy and she takes it everywhere she goes and then she's got her reading bible and then she's got um my grandfather's bible so when she wants to feel close to my grandfather that's the bible she reads so she's very devout in her beliefs um but she's also very open-minded <laughs> so because she used to be of this and we do have mem well we had my my uh, Aunt Bob, Aunt Louise is dead now. I don't know why I said Aunt Bobby. Um, my Aunt Louise, she could, now she would read jewelry or she would read tarot or she would read tea leaves. Um, and I'm doing this with air quotes because she explained it to me. Um, I think I was like 14 years old and I was madder than a wet hen that day too. Oh man, I was mad. She was constantly reading my mom and my grandmother and my aunt and my cousin and everybody around me. She was reading and I, Oh, can you read mine? Can you read mine? Can you read mine? And she'd always pat me on the head. Cause you know, I was we, so I was we, um, and she would tell, oh, you know, you're too young. You're too young. You're too young. Well, then she read my cousin, Susan, when Susan was 14. So I'm like, yes, I have an age. So when I hit 14, I asked her, okay, you read Susan at 14. Now it's my turn. And that's when she sat me down and explained to me that she can't read my tea leaves because I can do it myself. I just needed the training, but I have the ability that I was one of the ones in our family. There are a few. My mom sort of, she, she sort of, like she has the ability, but it's not as strong in my mom. Um, and I don't know why it's still as strong in me because she did the same thing to me that my grandfather and my grandmother did to my mom. And my aunt, her, her ability, my auntie Kathy, her ability is a lot stronger than my mom's. Um, she'll message me out of the blue. What are you doing? Nothing. And she'd be like, try again. <laughs> What's going on? Because she knows she's, but her ability is more attuned to the family. She knows when one of us is struggling. She knows when one of us is having a bad time, just needs. And she's been that way our entire lives. Um, and I think that's why we're so close to my Annie Kathy. You've met my Annie Kathy. You know, she's just that way. She just knows. Um, my mom had a very rough life. Not when she was a child. She had a great childhood. She had a great upbringing. 
my grandparents were like top tier when it came to people. Okay. And I don't say that because they spoiled me rotten because they didn't, they didn't spoil any of us. We didn't get given whatever we wanted. We had to work for it, but we appreciated it when we got it. But my grandfather just had this way about him that when he gave you his word, you knew that was, you were going to get that. He was going to do that because he always said that a man is only as good as his word and his handshake is his bond. And um, yes, I know you agree too. <laughs> my grandfather would have loved you. So would my dad. Um, and when my grandfather died, my mom turned to me as a paranormal investigator, not as her daughter, as a paranormal investigator. She wanted to talk to her father. And a lot of people, when they lose a loved one, look for as any way they possibly can to still communicate with said loved one because they're not quite ready to let go. So I was more than willing because I wanted to, I needed to know. I'm always searching. I needed to know. And this would have been definitive proof for me. If we could just talk to my grandfather, because you see it on all the shows and, you know, you're kind of like, mm. and I was raised um, Anglican. Like I was, I was born Ukrainian Roman Catholic. I was baptized Ukrainian Roman Catholic and then read my final rites. That's another story. Um, but when mom married who I consider to be my dad, biology doesn't matter. When my mom married my dad, um, I was raised in the Anglican church from the time I was six until I left the church when I was 18. Nope. 19. Nope. Yes. No. Wait. I was 19. Yes, I was 19. It was after I had Andrew baptized. Okay, so. Funny enough, he grew up to be an atheist. <laughs> anyway, um, I taught Sunday school. I We went to church every Sunday. I was involved in um, Girl Guides. I was involved in Pathfinders. Um, I was... Now, in the States, I think you call them Girl Scouts. In Canada, they're Girl Guides. But it's all the same thing. It was all created by Lord Baden-Powell and his wife, um, Lady Baden-Powell. And um, it is based, a lot of it is Christian faith-based. A lot of the teachings, um, our motto. Oh, oh, let me see if I remember it. Um... Let me see. I promise on my honor to do my best to do my duty to God, the queen of my country to, oh, to something, something at all times and to obey the guide law. <laughs> I, I forget what that something, something is, but I think it's important. Um, on my honor. Oh, and I don't remember the rest of that one either. I just remember on my honor. Anyway. Um, but so at a very young age, I started showing uh, signs of being able to communicate with the other side. 
to, um, I was hearing things, I was seeing things. Now, if you've listened to any of my earlier podcasts, you know I had a pretty screwed up childhood. I had some very traumatic things happen to me. And at the age of 10, my mom decided that um, fostering my uh, abilities as a medium wasn't as important as trying to preserve the sanity of her child. I was having some, I'd lost somebody very, very close to me that I loved very, very dearly. I'd had some trauma surrounding her husband and it was a very traumatic time for me at the age of 10. And that was also when things were really starting to accelerate so mom decided the best course of action was to tell me it was all my imagination. It was all in my head. You have an overactive imagination. Stop it. So you stop talking about it. it doesn't go away. <laughs> you just stop paying attention. You still get all of the same voices. You still have all of the same things happening. Um, and by the way, those lights are like flashing like no tomorrow right now <laughs> as I'm talking about this. Um, so over the years, I'd had experiences. I'd had things happen and I kind of just, OK, so we're not going to go there again. Um, we're not going to go visit that place again. And then I started paranormal investigating um, like seriously, probably like with equipment and scientific analytical mind and, and the intent to help people in my area, uh, probably I'd say about 15 years ago. And um, it was going great. You know, I, I did all the things that I was supposed to do. I did all of my shielding, all of my grounding, all of my protections, yada, yada, yada. And it got to the point where that was just like, you know, you put your boots on to go outside. Well, that's kind of, you know, you put your protections on to go into a haunted house. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I, I didn't. <laughs> I got cocky in my abilities and ended up with an issue. Well, probably just about a month and a half ago. Um, I was starting to notice some weird things would happen when I would be out or I would hear like um, almost like a, a tapping on my windows. Now, I actually, in all honesty, I actually attributed that to the birds nesting outside of my kitchen window. They were just testing areas. They were looking for areas to build their nest. Didn't think anything of it. And then... Um, I bought these lights. Like I've been having some really messed up dreams. And when I was in Florida, I did have a moment, like a, a, I guess it was about a two week period. And I'd have to go back and look at my journals because I journal all of this. Whenever I have an experience, whenever I have a problem, I journal all of it so that if something ever does happen to me, people that know We'll know to look in these journals and go, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She might not need a psychiatrist. She might need a priest. 
Let's try that first. Um, just, yeah, you laugh, but you know. <laughs> it's kind of like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's only partially kidding. Um, I document everything. So I'd have to go back and look to see how long it was. But I did have two people working on me at the same time. Um, what had happened is somehow over the time from the um, cleansing that I received from Stony Creek to the time in Florida, I wasn't actually um, actively keeping that part of the shielding up. I just forgotten about it. You know, you go on without with your life and, you know, things slip to the back of your mind. And what had happened is it kind of punched almost, I think, okay, how Crystal described it was like Swiss cheese. There was a lot of, of holes that she needed to, remember I was telling you the band-aids, the metaphysical band-aids that she said she was putting over my holes. Yeah. And she remember she was all up in my holes. Yeah. There you go. That should remind you because you died laughing when I said Crystal was all up in my holes. Um, and uh, Mish was working on me as well. And th for at least a good solid four days, and my mom even smelled it too. It smelled like dirty, sweaty, unwashed man in my room. Now, no man up to that point had been in that room at all. This was before you came. Um, so I could say unequivocally that there had not been a dirty, unwashed man in my room. And even after, even when you were there and after you had left, I could still say unequivocally there had not been a dirty, unwashed man in that room to smell like that. Like it was a homeless man in the heat, that sour body odor smell and and it was always on the side of the bed that you were on it was always on that side between the bed and the mirrored closet almost in the closet like it was standing in the closet um so I set up my video camera and I recorded me sleeping and every night yeah you remember yeah you remember that every night there was some sort of nightmare that I would have um, there was one nightmare that I had that I watched, um, Dave was in a car and he was driving away and it was like he hit a brick wall and the car just flipped. It went bump, front bumper down and just flipped end over end in front of me. And on the video, you can see the moment that that happens in the dream because I jolt awake screaming like, ah! <laughs> and then roll over and go back to sleep. Um, I woke up, it was a dream, you were still breathing, it was all good. You were there, but I knew you were still alive. But you can see shadows in that area, kind of pacing back and forth. And the more the girls worked, the less and less and less those shadows got. So after that experience, I got more diligent in making sure that um, my shields were up, and, and that I would, when I would shower, I would make sure that I would cleanse everything, wash everything away, wash it down the drain. Um, when I came home from Florida this time, I made sure that I smudged all of my apartment. I resealed all of my windows, all of my doors. Um, 
did all of that. I didn't do the wash because I didn't think I needed to. <laughs> and that's, you know, where you make your mistake. You think, oh, I don't need to do that. Well, you need to do all of it, apparently. So anyway, uh, about a month and a half ago, um, weird things started happening. And then it was about a month ago I bought these lights because they sat for like weeks on my windowsill <laughs> doing nothing. And what was really funny is for weeks they sat on my windowsill. They're solar lights, okay? There is no on-off switch. They're solar. So, well, there is an on-off switch, but you don't plug them in. There's no batteries. It's solar. So the sun shines on the panel, charges the panel. The sun goes down, the lights come on. They use up the energy in the panel. They go off. That's it. There's no flashy feature. I believe I said this last week. There's no flashy feature. They don't have this twinkle feature. They're just on or they're off. So I actually have video of the first time it happened. They're still coiled in their little coil and they're sitting on the top of the drum head and they're flashing away. Just this one set flashing away, doing its thing. I'm like, all right, that's interesting. So it didn't do it again. I thought, okay, you know, maybe it was just the way it was sitting. Maybe it was kind of catching a bit of the light from the lamp. I don't know. But it was very rhythmic, like it was a setting. So um, the other night we had this major storm blow through. And I was looking out the window and I was watching the rain all kind of run down into rude um run down into the the sewer Ouch. everything is making me jump right now <laughs> and then all of a sudden like in the video you see what looks like something come up out of the sewer and kind of swirl the water away in like a ball away from the sewer and there were other things in the video as well that i missed um that Mish caught that I haven't asked her what they are because I don't know if I want to know yet. I also showed a video. Um you had asked me if it was foggy out. And it was clear as a bell. And that was one of the night the lights were flashing. The lights, I finally got them strung up. And um, I've got them like across the, the curtain rod and down my, my star candle holder and I've got two sets. So the excess of the one set is in a lantern on one side and the excess of the other set is in the lantern on the other side. And then I've got the solar panels placed in the windows. They're sitting in, in bottles in the windows and they've been fine. Haven't flashed haven't had a problem. They don't stay on very long, but I think that's just positioning. I need to find the best position um, for the solar panels. And like the solar, these are meant to be outside and they're in my window. So <laughs> they're not getting direct sunlight all day. Um, and then they started the one night I'm lying in bed and I'm looking out. I'm like, what the hell? They're flashing. So I come out well, the, the night they were sitting on the drum, I come out and they're flashing. And as soon as I got close to them, they stopped. And then I'd back up and they'd start again. And then I'd get close to them and they'd stop. 
So it's I've got them up and then they've been flashing and I've been sending videos to Misha about them and to you. I've been sending them to you too. Um, not as many as I've been sending to her. Um, but they'd stopped for a while. And then tonight, tonight has been the weirdest experience for them. I've been trying to not acknowledge them. And the other night, I'm lying in bed and I've got it on video. I'm such an idiot. I They were on, they were flashing and my girlfriend said to me, why don't you break out your kit and see what's there? And I'm like, no, you don't investigate where you live. Not if you want to continue living there. Dude died in my apartment. I don't want to know if he's hanging around. Really, because that's going to make me incredibly uncomfortable when I'm changing or showering. You know? Anyway. So I'm lying in bed and and they did it again and then they stopped. So I said, okay. Um, and I, I, I asked the question, if there's somebody there, flash again. And it's on video. And they flashed again. And I went, okay, and we're done. <laughs> and I put the phone away and I closed my bedroom door and went, nope, not today. <laughs> and just left the lights alone. So tonight, out of the blue, they've been fine for several days now. Nothing, they haven't been flashing or anything. Um, now it was hazy today because of the smoke. It was raining for the last couple of days. But tonight, just out of the blue, they started flashing again. And it was just one strand that was flashing. So I told my Echo Dot to turn off the lamp. I turned off the lamp and they went solid. And I thought, okay, it's the lamp that's bothering them. So I left the lamp off and not even a few minutes later, started flashing again. What the hell? What the hell? So, okay. So I told my Echo Dot to turn off the living room light. And the living room light went off and they went solid. I thought, okay, maybe it was still picking up light. Now, you have to understand that the solar panel for the strand of lights that is flashing is on the far side of the window. So it's not even under the lamp. So when I turned the lamp out, you would think that that strand of lights would stay on. The other strand came on when I turned the lamp out because the lamp is right in the window. Um, and then it started flashing again. Now, the living room light is even farther away from the window, like a good, it, it's actually, you have to come out because it's a bay window. So you have to come up the side and around the wall to the lamp, to or to the living room light. Um, and it started flashing again without the lights being on. So then I started recording and sending them to, and then the, the last one I sent was to, to Dave and I sent it to Mish too saying, okay, I think they've stopped. They haven't done it for a while. And no sooner did those words come out of my mouth than it flashed on, on the thing. And it's, they're still flashing. Um, and you heard something. I'm hoping the camera picked it up. Everything is where it always is in my apartment. And like I'm sitting here right now and I'm getting like seriously creeped out. I've got like butterflies in the pit of my stomach and, 
you know, that creepy feeling in the small of your back where it feels like somebody's watching you. Looking out to make sure it's not the street workers out there listening to the show. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, when I sat down and I was talking to you and then I got really quiet because something on my counter picked up the bowl, that's the plastic bowl that's on my counter and set it down. And that's what made that sound. And that, that I, uh, huh? <laughs> I had my K2 out earlier tonight because I wanted to know if maybe because large amounts of EMF can make you hallucinate. They can give you headaches. Uh, that explains the headaches. Why I wake up with a headache. The EMF on the bed, that's explains why I wake up with a headache. Um, and an EMF is naturally created by anything digital, be it your stove, your TV, your computer, your cell phone, your tablet, your watch, anything digital creates EMF. Um, copper pipes, copper wiring, that can create EMF. And if you're surrounded by that, it can create what's known in the paranormal field as a fear cage. So I got out my K2 thinking, okay, you know what? What do you do? What is the first rule of paranormal investigating? Debunk. Disprove. That is what we do. We don't go in looking for ghosts. We go in to prove the non-existence of ghosts. No, that's not a ghost. That's rattling pipes in your walls. No, that's not a ghost. You've got too much EMF leaking out of the walls and leaking out of your electronics and it is giving you a physical reaction like hallucinations or headaches, nausea, hearing things like audio hallucinations. That can all happen from large amounts of EMS, EMF, EMS. <laughs> no, it's not medical services. <laughs> large amounts of EMS will give you heart palpitations, depending. Anyway, so... I got out my K2 and I found that there are sections of my room that emit, ugh, hang on, uh, between 2.5 and 10 milligas of EMF. So that could be part of why I feel tired and headachey when I'm in my bedroom. Um, because it, it a large it, it is centered over the bed, which is unusual. Now I haven't taken the EMF meter under the bed to see if maybe the bed is sitting over top. Like I know there's a store underneath me, so it could very well be fluorescent lighting in their ceiling that the wiring is creating a lot of EMF in that particular area. That can happen. Um, but you don't get EMF from a glass window. And I did this with a witness. <laughs> I put my EMF detector on my window and it went to the yellow. And both of us went, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, that's not right. That's glass. There shouldn't be any EMF coming from there at all. So. And I, I went to the one side of the bed, put it on the wall, right up to the yellow, solid yellow. It wasn't flickering. It was a solid yellow. 
walked around to the other side of the bed, same wall, nothing. Nothing. Just the baseline light. That was it. Um, it seemed to be the center of the bed and the left side of the bed where I get in and out of. Um, that's where my phone and everything usually sits. That's where my bedside table is. That's where my window is. Um, that seems to be where the large largest concentration of it was. And I thought, okay, well, that side of the room has my TV. It's got the PlayStation. So we took the EMF and I'm on the phone with a witness. I take the EMF over EMF meter over to the TV. Nothing. Took it to the PlayStation. Nothing. <laughs> Not even a flicker. Nothing. Nothing on that wall, which if there was going to be from wiring would be that wall because that is like the center wall of my apartment. And I know there's a plug in that wall. There's a light switch on the bedroom side. There's a light switch and a plug on the living room side. So there's wiring in that wall. Um, yeah, so I took the EMF detector up, up to the blinky lights. I just looked at the lights. They haven't been blinking for a few minutes. I looked at the lights and they blinked. I took the EMF meter over to the blinky lights. Nothing. No EMF coming off the lights. So, yeah, um, I, I need to figure out what it is, what it wants, and how to get rid of it. Um, I was asked that question tonight, so what are you going to do about it? Um, oh, I'm going to play with it. I'm going to invite it in and have coffee with it. Uh, no. <laughs> right now, it seems to be on the outside, except... Now that the, the noise, that the, the thing on the counter moved, um, that's kind of making me rethink that it's on the outside. Uh, when I had a friend tap into it um, and she watched the videos and all of that, um, she feels that it is the dude from Stony Creek. He's trying to find a weak spot. He's still on the outside. He's trying to find a weak spot. He will always be on the outside trying to find a weak spot. Um, and unfortunately, when I am alone, I am very vulnerable. That's, I'm, that's just how it is. So I have to be extra vigilant when I'm alone. Um, but she feels that there's somebody else here too that's trying to get my attention, either trying to warn me or tell me something that I need to know. So, um, yeah, I need to work with that, but I need to be, see, I need to figure out how to do that, how to find out what I need to know from whatever it is that's trying to get my attention and tell me something and give me a message and not open the door enough, the dude comes in. You see, it, it, it's kind of a conundrum, but I'm not doing any of it until I have backup. I'm not doing any of it by myself because you know what? Your girl ain't stupid no more. <laughs> I ain't got to impress nobody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're sitting right now. Things are strange and unusual. 
But then again, I am strange and unusual. But I like being the only weird thing in my... You like that? You like that, huh? Are you, are you applauding me? You went all blurry. I don't know. So I couldn't tell exactly what you were doing. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't want... I don't want it here. So whatever it is, it needs to tell me what I need to know and then move on. So, yeah, that's kind of where things are sitting. Um, I will keep you updated. But like I said, I'm not doing anything until um, I have backup because I am smart enough to know I should not be working alone. Um, yes, I have the equipment out tonight, but that's only because I needed to find my K2 so I could disprove a theory that unfortunately I couldn't. <laughs> it just gave me more questions than it did answers. Um, I'm going to replace the battery tomorrow and do it again because maybe the battery's old. This is actually my original K2 that I got, um, with my kit. It actually still has the Ghost Augustine sticker on the back because that's where I got it from. There's a place in Florida called Ghost Augustine in St. Augustine, Florida, because that is like the one of the most haunted places um, in the United States is St. Augustine, Florida, that and Savannah, Georgia. Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to wrap this up now because I don't want to give it any more power than I've already given it. Um, older dude that has a message for me, you know, you could just come to me in my dreams. We could sit down, we could have a coffee, we could have a beer, whatever, have a nice chat. Um, tell me what you want. And then, you know, I'll wake up and go, that was an interesting dream. I'll write it down. We'll deal with it and you can move on. You don't need to freak me out. Okay, stop flashing my lights. As for the other dude, he can stay on the outside. Um, the other day I just upped my, my protections and I'm going to do it again on Friday. Uh, we're going to, I, I cleansed all, see, I, I cleaned my windows. <laughs> Except I missed one. Um, I have to clear two. I missed two. I have two windows I have to clean in my living room. Um, the one in the bedroom's clean. And then I've done the kitchen window and all the bay windows. But I missed the one behind the TV because there's no screen in it. So I never think to do that one because I never open it. And then the one behind me, I have to I have to clean those. And when when I say I clean my it's easier for me to say I clean my windows because then nobody's like, oh, OK, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Everybody cleans their windows. But when I clean my windows, I, of course, Windex them to get all the dirt and crap off them. But I also wipe them down with salt water. And then a little sage, um, and it's all good. And then the protections go back up as I'm cleaning and closing up the windows. <laughs> so, you know, there are extra steps in cleaning the windows um, and the windowsills. But, uh, yeah, so things are getting a little hairy around here. Um, hopefully that what you heard tonight is the extent of the crap that happens inside the apartment. I don't care what they do outside. I don't. 
If you want to run around and bang on my windows on the... Wait a minute. Let's not do that, okay? But if you want to be outside of the apartment, that's where you're going to stay. You're not coming inside the apartment. You are not invited in here. You are not welcome in here. And you are not capable of getting in here. So stay out there. Anyway, um, I think I'm going to wrap this up for tonight. Um, I've, I've gone on about it long enough. I'm not going to give it any more power. And I actually have to go to sleep in this apartment tonight. So I need to, like, go watch something to take my mind off of it. And it's already, like, 10 to 2 in the morning. Um, and maybe I'll go watch, like, Big Bang Theory or something. Or, you know, Insidious. You know. <laughs> now, we won't be watching any ghost adventures tonight. We won't be watching anything with anything paranormal. We're going to go watch a little Big Bang Theory, take our meds, and hope for a dreamless sleep. So, all right, everybody. Until next week, I will keep you all posted. Um, you can check out my TikTok, Lupus Bits, the TikTok. I'm sure I will have some info on there about what's been happening in the apartment. Um, and anything new and exciting coming up. Um, I might be doing a live, you know, you never know. Oh, crap. I got all excited. They'd stop blinking. <laughs> like, oh, are they done? No, no, I'm back at it again. Anyway. Um, and then you can catch me on Facebook, Lupus Bits, the podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and we come out every Friday. You can hear my podcast on Good Pods, iTunes, Spotify, very soon, Sirius XM, and Pandora. I'm very excited. All right, everybody, you know the drill. Be kind. Don't lick shit. And we will see ya. Carry on my way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.